Welcome to the Limitless Health Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Tracy Hill. And I'm Jessica Midkiff, doctors of physical therapy and certified master neuro coaches. We have the unique system that puts an end to the start-stop cycle of your health by blending body and brain science to create sustainable, simple success in your body. Our goal is to help you put an end to the frustration and overwhelm in your health with a brain-based system that will transform your body and overall health one thought at a time. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Limitless Health Podcast. We're so excited today because we have a guest, a special guest with us. Um, We've only had a couple guests on our podcast, and we love bringing you guys just unique ways to honor our health and different strategies and combat these beliefs about all the things hard around health, and we want to help simplify that for you. And so today, we're super excited um, to introduce Adrienne Jezik. She is co-owner and co-founder of the, sorry, I'm going to butcher this already, Morosco Forge, um, which is, Woo! we're going we're gonna to dig, dig into it, but it's, it's Ice Plunge. And if you guys follow me on social media, you saw my video and it was intense. And so, and she is the creator of the Morosco method behind this ice. And so we know that some of you have asked us about what would you, you know, what do you know about this? And I've been learning more about it. And I will tell you what, Adrian, like, we're so excited you're here. But a year ago, I remember someone asked me a year ago, do you do this cold plunge thing? I've been learning more. And I was like, there is not a chance. That I would <laughs> not a chance. I would do it. And now I'm like, I want to dig in and I want to understand it even more. So, and Jessica, Jessica still, it yeah. freaks her out. I told her, I yeah. told her how it went for me. And she's like, oh my gosh, I don't do yeah. cold. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait to Adrian. Uh, yeah. Let, let us know. Tell us, let's, let's get started. Like, okay. Yeah. We know that you found this, um, Morosco method, right. You're the creator of the method, but um, it, t- tell us the journey that, that brought you to this place of, of using the, the cold plunge. Well, I want to start first by saying thank you, Tracy and Jessica, for having me on today. You are helping me accomplish my dreams and realize my ultimate life's vision, which is sharing the benefits of deliberate cold exposure and its healing benefits with the masses. So first, thank you for having me awesome. on your platform and helping me spread that message. Second, I'm almost five years in to this practice. November 5th will be my five-year anniversary of my very first ever ice bath, and I still tell myself I can't do this. <laughs> it is that one makes of those practices. Yeah, it's one of those practices that I think does not have any diminishing returns. Every time I stand in front of an ice bath, I question my entire existence and why am I doing this? And I reversed autoimmune with this practice. When I got into it, I was sick. I was really sick. I was at my wits end in illness. I was taking more than 20 plus vitamins, prescriptions, supplements per day, and two live antibody shots per month. I had three autoimmune conditions, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, urticaria, and eosinophilic esophagitis. So basically my body was just attacking itself. Those last two um, that most people have not heard of, it's just allergies in the body. It's allergies internally, it's allergies externally. And my body was starting to think that everything that I was introducing to it was an offense. 
And nothing I did in the medical system ever made me feel better. I tried the holistic route. I tried the naturopath route. I tried the cleanses, the detoxes, the juices, the eliminations, the whole bit. And I never felt better. And I would always been really big into reading and self-help and learning. And as I'm, you know, in this stage in my life, I'm picking up some old fiction, Steinway, Heming or Steinbeck, Hemingway, and also reading self-help books like Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb and The Body Keeps the Score. And I'm learning that this illness in my body is deeper rooted than just illness. This is more than just my body is sick. My body was misfiring. And when I first took my very, very first ice bath, like I said, I'm coming up on five years from that, it only lasted nine seconds. I did a few rounds of the Wim Hof breathing. A lot of people know who Wim Hof is, the crazy Dutchman that brought this to the mainstream. Thank you, Wim. And so I started with that heavy hyperventilative holotropic hyperactive breath work prior to taking an ice bath. Now, it's a great breath work. It does a lot of clearing, does a lot for inflammation, for allergies, for just overall body wellness. The problem was that it was too much for me prior to getting into the ice. So what I had discovered was I was working myself up into such a heightened state. And I'm, I was already a hyperactive, challenging energy. I mean, you can call it masculine, you call it whatever you want, but I was in a constant state of fight or flight. I was very aggressive, very defensive. I was always on and going, and I didn't know how to stop or slow down. And I discovered quickly that going into the cold using this method was too much for my body, especially because I was tired by the time I finished breakfast. That's how sick I was at the worst of it. And so here I am at my wit's end, ready to try anything. Because if you told me at that point that like putting leeches on my body would make me well, I probably would have tried it. Like my relationships were diminishing. I was struggling to keep my job because I could barely go to work. Um, And I tried it. I tried an ice bath. And you guys, this video is online. If you go to our YouTube channel, it is an absolute riot. My first ice bath, I positioned my body over the tub. So I've got one foot on each side. I've got one hand on each side and I'm hovering and I'm like, (laughs) and I drop myself in and I hold my breath under this freezing water. Turns out that's nine seconds. I leapt out. I freaked out. And then when everything kind of came back to center, I realized, holy cow, two things. One, I felt a feeling like of, of empowerment that I'd never felt in my entire life. And I'd accomplished a lot in my life. I had a lot to be proud of. But I, this sense of empowerment hit me to the bone. It was like flipping that victim switch off and turning that hero, self-empowered hero on. That's how quick that was. The second thing wow. I noticed was this chronic pain in my legs, this pain that I'd had since I got sick that nothing would touch, not acupuncture, not pain meds, nothing would help this pain, not my four inch memory foam mattress, nothing would help this pain. And in a nine second ice bath, no pain, no pain. For the first time in years, I had no pain and it was that quick. Nine seconds was enough to completely alter the course of my life. So I knew right away I was going to take another ice bath. It just wasn't going to be that day. There was no way you were getting me back in that thing 
that day. I was like, I feel <laughs> no, great. This no double good. dipping that day, right? Yes. I was like, I can check this off my list, but I knew I wanted to do it again. It had that instant effect, that surge of norepinephrine and dopamine. And then just the feeling of not having pain in my legs for the first time in years, I was like, okay, well, can I cuss on here? Crap. I know the answer now. I have to do this again. So we do it a couple more times, but my, my third or second, maybe my fourth ice bath, I was standing in front of it in a complete freeze state. I could not step into the water. And I realized that this hyperactive holotropic breath work was working me up so much that by the time I stood in front of the ice, I was already freaked out. And so I thought, how am I going to get over this? How am I going to get over this anxiety of something that's not even happening. I'm standing next to the tub, right? Anxiety is this fear of the future based on experience of the past, not typically what's actually happening in the moment. And so I'm telling myself this and I'm drawing on previous experience. I spent years in dialectical behavioral therapy and they teach you that in an anxious state, you want to pull yourself from the brain and into the body. And the way we do that is by engaging the five senses. So I'm thinking to myself, what can I smell? What can I hear? What can I see? What can I taste? What can I touch? And so I'm grounding myself in my body. And at the same time, my business partner, Tom, who at the time was just a friend, you know, we hadn't started a business yet. And he's like, Adrian, what if you just stepped in and sat down? And before he even says sat down, I'm stepping in, I'm sitting down, I'm leaning back. I turn this entire practice into deliberate, cold exposure. Every step that I took had to be deliberate. This had to be my choice because if I'm standing here, this is according to Dr. Andrew Huberman, if I'm standing here and the only reason I'm doing it is to please my husband or to please Tom or to please someone around me, or I'm doing this begrudgingly, it can have an adverse effect. So I'm standing here choosing this practice, choosing to sit in the freezing cold temperatures because I know that number one, I'm going to feel better instantly. And number two, I can do this. I can do hard things. Well, as I started feeling better, which again, this is an instant, instant immediate, you know, you start a new food regimen could be three to four days, three to four weeks before you feel better. You start a new workout regimen three to four weeks before you see changes in the body. This is a practice that you get instant results and instant gratification. You know, right away, if this is for you. And I knew this was for me. So as I'm sharing this with anyone who will listen, I mean, I'm just shouting it from the rooftops. I realize like people are interested too. And so they're coming to our house to join in this ice bath experience. And I'm like, I got you. I know you're scared, but I know how to help you calm down to get you through this experience. And so I start adding on, I'm adding on a meditative mantra. I'm adding on a bit of yoga nidra. And now all of a sudden I've curated this mindful meditative practice for guiding someone through the fight or flight response in the freezing cold with mindful intention. And then I'm learning not only by doing it myself, but by guiding other people that this practice carries throughout our lives. I get to utilize the Morotsko method when I'm sitting in traffic and feeling stressed out, or if I'm having a difficult conversation with an employee and I'm feeling emotional, you know, or maybe a difficult relationship conversation. Anywhere in my life, I'm feeling this stress, this anxiety. I don't necessarily have the option to jump in an ice bath while I'm driving through rush hour traffic in Phoenix. I do have the option to put myself into a state of mindful meditation 
bring myself back into my body, experiencing my senses, getting out of my head and bringing myself to a place of calm. In less than two years from my very first ice bath, all trace of autoimmune was reversed from my system. There was not a single trace. And here's how I know. Less than two years, I go in for my annual labs and I don't tell my endocrinologist anything. I'm just like, check me out. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? So she reads my lab. She's like, everything's within range. You're looking really good. We don't have to do any increases. She's like, I just want you to keep doing what you're doing. I say, great, because I'm not doing anything. I'm doing taking ice baths. I quit the medication months ago. I spent a whole year weaning myself off of all of these medications. The hardest one actually being the Zyrtec for allergies. Let's go into that a little bit. But I tell her this and I tell her I'm not on any medication. I haven't been for three months. And I think that means I'm cured. But doctors don't like that word. So she's like, well, I just think that's great. You keep doing what you're doing. I hope I never have to see you again. So I'm walking out of her office and I'm thinking, yeah, I hope I've never had to see you again too. And then the anger sets in and I figure it out. Why am I angry? Well, number one, this is the same doctor that told me if I didn't take this medication, I would die. Number two, same doctor that told me that I would have this disease for my entire life. There was nothing I did to get it. And there was nothing I could do to reverse it or to cure it or to help it. Number three, I'm walking by about a dozen women in the waiting room, overweight, unhealthy, unhappy, all stuck in the same system that I was for several years. And this person doesn't want to band with me to shout from the heal our bodies with cold water. That's when I decided right then and there, I was going to make it my personal mission in life to tell the world about this natural healing modality. That's awesome. The oh powerful gosh. cold water mission was born. Mm-hmm. I have In the meantime, so many things that I love about this. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, in the meantime, Jason and Tom are trying to figure out how do we get 24 seven cold? Like we knew it was great to do it once a week. It was really hard to keep up with all buying of ice and making of ice. And once a week just wasn't enough. So thank goodness, a couple of engineers, the backyard DIY project, the forge was born. Awesome. Wow. You know what I love the, best, the most about this? Well, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, me either. Because so many, so many of our listeners, they come to us of, you know, I tried it all or I'm doing all the right things. You know, like you were doing what you were told. You were doing a lot of the right things, but nothing helped. And this diagnosis you know, I think one of your, one of your podcasts, you were talking about this diagnosis and how it doesn't define us, but that is how our medical system is set up. And that's a lot of why Jessica and I, we, we just couldn't work in the traditional healthcare physical therapy world anymore because it was driving us crazy because it was, well, this is just what I have. This is just yeah. what it is. Well, I can't change it. Like the doctor gave me this diagnosis and we were always in the clinic. We're like, yeah, but why? Like, why do you have this diagnosis? Why it is this going on with your body? Yes. And so we saw so many patients that sure, like we can get your knee pain, your back pain, feeling better, but are you actually like empowered to keep it feeling good? 
And are you going to keep holding on to that belief of, well, I just, this is just what it is. Like, this is my cross to bear. And well, the doctor says that I could never bend or squat again. So, you know, cause I got a bad back and that acceptance versus, well, hang on, what else is there? Because there's never one way. I mean, for some people, maybe taking the medication might've helped them, but is that the life that you want to live? And you weren't willing to accept that life. And you looked for another way. Like, that's what I freaking love is that there, there are other ways. It's just a matter of searching for them. And one of those challenges too, and I think especially now, this is a challenge for doctors that they see so many patients in a day and have all of these patients that come in with all of these symptoms. You don't know what's a symptom and what's like an acre of pain. I don't know. They don't know. And they're trying the best they can to put us in these categories of diagnoses. So, okay, you're, you've had a skip period. You're losing some hair. Your skin is dry. You're overweight. You're over 40. Hashimoto's like slap it on there. Cause once right. you have a diagnosis, then you can come up with a treatment plan. Two things mm-hmm. wrong with that scenario. Number one, you do not need a diagnosis in order to heal. Oh, I love That's that. That's what you said the other day. And I was like, yes. I don't care what your symptoms are, who you are, what you're going through. You don't need a diagnosis in order to heal. And the sooner you get on this path of natural healing without a diagnosis, that's keeping you from identifying as that diagnosis. I identified as a chronically ill person who was never going to be able to do the things in my life I wanted to do because I had Hashimoto's, I was chronically ill. And that becomes your identity. Right. And you were feeling, you were living with all the symptoms of it and living every day, trying to manage it, but not managing it well enough for it to go away. No. And 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 even symptom management. I never got rid of any of those symptoms. I still weighed 50 pounds overweight. I still had chronic pain. I was still losing hair and had dry skin. I still had all these digestive issues and these allergies coming up to a point where my allergist at one point told me is like, you cannot get an airplane on an airplane right now. Like you cannot travel right now. If you are on a plane and you have a reaction to something, we may not be able to save you with an EpiPen. Like that's how bad my allergies got. And what was really killing me was that every time I developed symptoms, they had a medication for it. Okay. Well, you've got Mm -hmm. these symptoms. You need to be on this medication. Now you need to be on the, Oh, now you have these symptoms. Let's send you to a gastroenterologist. And now you're on this medication. At the same time, my husband was working in healthcare data analysis. So he's getting this bird's eye view of what it looks like when someone is introduced to the medical system, receives their first diagnosis, how that leads to three separate diagnoses and three separate medications and the growth of it. So he could have told me three years afterwards, looking back on it, he could have told me, okay, the minute you were prescribed armor for your thyroid, that meant within this many months, you were going to be on Prilosec, Zyrtec, and I forget the other one, but like, you're going to be on this one too. And it's this pattern in the healthcare system where if you get to see it from a bird's eye view, you know that once someone takes that first medication, that's it, they're hooked, they're locked in. And it's just going to lead to more medications, more doctors and specialists, and no hope for getting out. No one's teaching you how to heal yourself. They're just saying, let's just cover it up and sweep it under the rug. Yeah. 
Not to mention the the medications, the medications that then produce the other side effects. And then we just put another medication on top of that. It's insane. And then you're numb. You're numb to all of it. You feel nothing but the bad, but you're numb to everything else. Yeah. It's so powerful. I mean, gosh, there's so many things, but I just, I commend you for not getting sucked up in all of the symptoms and all of what felt like, I'm sure, futility in trying to live and be healthier and what you were being led to, um, you know, take care of yourself. That wasn't working, but you didn't give up and you kept your mind space open for, okay, what other possibilities could there be? Because being sick, that sick for the rest of your life was not a good enough possibility for you. And so then you ultimately got led to this, this cold water aspect of healing. So tell us about that. Well, I will correct you just a little bit in that. Um, no, I dove right into my victimhood and my illness. I wore it like a badge of honor. I, I dove all the way in and I, I drank the Kool-Aid of my illness. So I was not some empowered finding a way to get rid of it. I was at my wit's end. I was going to lose everything. I was going to lose my job, my husband, my family. I was going to lose everything. So when I say that I tried an ice bath as an absolute last resort, I was at the end of my rope. I was at rock bottom in my illness. So I very much bought into that mentality and it took facing, losing everything that was left in my life for me to see the importance of trying something new. So I think it's important to, to share with people. I was not someone who got sick and was like, I'm not going to accept this. No, I was someone who got sick. I drank the full Kool-Aid. I owned that diagnosis and that victimhood as if it were a badge of honor and my armor. And through this process, through nearly losing everything, that's what finally got me into the ice. And here's why I think it worked. There are a couple of things. For one, when you submerge your full body into freezing water for two minutes, your brain produces copious amounts of norepinephrine and dopamine because you're activating fight or flight. So your body thinks you're dying and all systems have to come online in order to basically save you from yourself. And You're producing this norepinephrine and dopamine, but at the same time, think of it as like a dog without a job. So all this time, I'm just going from climate controlled environment to climate controlled environment. I've got all the food I could ever eat along with all the preservatives that go along with it. And my body is not being introduced to these outside things that help it become more resilient and anti-fragile. So by introducing a freezing cold ice bath, this dog was like, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. We got to focus instead of eating you, we got to focus on this external thing to keep you alive because more than anything, our bodies want to be alive. And so I think that by introducing the ice, it gave the dog a job. It gave my body something to work towards and something to focus on that wasn't the internal focus of going after and attacking itself. The more I introduced the ice, the more anti-fragile and resilient that my body became. And so then after a while, this dog had a regular job. It was no longer tearing up the interior of my body in my house. It had a job to do. It was satiated. So I think 
that, I mean, it's not science, but I think that's the way that that worked for my body. And it was less than two years. And that was the thing I changed. I was already on low inflammation food regimen. I was already experimenting with intermittent and extended fasting. The cold was the one thing that I introduced. Interesting. So it shocked my system. Not to mention anytime we have illness in the body, the first thing that shows up is inflammation. Inflammation's there to let us know like, Hey, attention, we got to focus here. But if your systems aren't running online the way that they're supposed to, everything's just bouncing off of each other, like crazy madness. So the more I introduced it, the more my body had to prepare for it and learn what it was like, the stronger, more resilient I became. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. I, well, thank you so much for, for clarifying um, that you weren't always in the headspace of looking for an alternative. No. Um, and yeah. And, and that, but what brought you to that moment of like, you're at rock bottom, right? And many yeah. of our listeners might feel like they are approaching rock bottom. They tried all the things they're sick and tired and all the things that might be going on. So what, I mean, how in the world did you find the strategy, right? It's another help your body heal strategy of the ice. Where did that come from? Well, like I said, it was in books that I was reading. So there were people talking about it. People in self-help books like Aubrey Marcus and Own the Day. Like I said, Nassim Taleb and Anti-Fragile. Hemingway, I was reading, it was either a biography about him or an autobiography about him. It was something, I was reading something about him that he would work in the freezing cold in Paris and not like the coals because he said when he worked in the cold his mind was sharper he had better energy and he was more like emotionally sound when he was writing he would also talk about instead of living on cans of beans for three days he would starve for three days so that when he did pay for a meal it could be a decadent meal with a couple glasses of wine and dessert thrown in like he'd rather starve for three days so he could eat good quality food than try to subside on cans of beans day in, day out, day in, day out. So it wasn't just the self-help books I was reading. It was also this like this fiction, this this old fiction that I was reading. And they were talking, even Steinbeck talks about like sitting in the cool rivers and you know how it how it helps the body, how it's like necessary. It's part of us, you know? If I think about it, the way that I think about it is the minute we invented fire, we became more technologically advanced than our bodies would ever evolve to keep up with, right? One change happens in our, in our, in our environment, and it takes millennia upon millennia for our bodies to make those changes. Well, my gosh, we develop food manufacturing plants, um, internal air conditioning, climate controlled environments about what, 75 years ago? Our bodies aren't meant for that. Our bodies are meant to run for three days naked across a glacier to catch a meal. So we need to put ourselves into these uncomfortable situations. And I know that when you're chronically ill, the last thing you want to feel is more discomfort, Mm -hmm. right? When you are Mm -hmm. so sick and everything hurts and you're so tired all the time and all you can think of is, I can't take an ice bath. I barely have the energy to walk out of the house and drive to the place to get in the ice bath. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's passive. You show up, you sit down, you breathe. 
And so I'm reading these books and a friend of ours, a local yoga instructor here in Phoenix started hosting these kind of ice bath sessions in his backyard where he would do the Wim Hof breathing and then everyone would go through the ice bath, but he was only doing it on Friday mornings and I was always working. So I couldn't join in. And so it was a great excuse for me to tell my husband at the time, like, oh, how convenient. Yeah, and I stop. I would totally do it, but oh, I got to work. Sorry. Not for me. <laughs> Until he showed up at my house with a tub and he said, I invited all our friends over. They're going to be here Sunday. Everyone's bringing a couple bags of ice. You're welcome to join us if you want. Ooh. And that put me in about the most awkward, awkward position because <laughs> I thought, well, shoot now he now now it's here it's in my backyard I roll out of bed I might be out of spoons before I eat my breakfast but like it's here and now my friends are here and so what am I gonna not hang out you know I'll hang out and and that's how I tried my first ice bath was in our backyard and it was because you know I made up all the excuses why I couldn't attend my other friend's house and his ice bath so it was what we were reading. It was the people we were around and yeah. it was my husband's tenacity and refusal to accept my victim mentality. Oh, I so, love it. Yeah. I mean, that accountability to, um, like you were talking about uh, one, your husband, but accountability to others and yeah. you know, the right timing of what you were reading, like there are things that are put in our paths for a reason. And so yeah. there's going to be some people that listen to this podcast and go, oh, hell no, this is not yeah. for me. Just like you, you know, like you said, that it's not for everybody, but maybe there is someone listening that is highly intrigued and has a tug in their spirit. Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this might be something that I need to look into. Yeah. Well, it's so funny, Adrian. Like... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm thinking about how you, how you, you know, ended up doing it. Um, I found your business partner, Tom on Instagram, and he was sent to me because I was making funny comments on like, I've been following a bunch of ice plunged people and I was making funny comments of like, oh, does my 80 degree pool in Phoenix count? And I don't, I can't even remember who it was, but they were like, oh, you need to go talk to Tom in Phoenix. Cause I, you know, I made up this comment about, oh, in Phoenix, we don't do cold, you know? And yeah. that's how I got. Um, and so then he reached out to me. He's like, Hey, come on over. Like you're in Phoenix. Let's do it. And I was immediately, I was like, oh no, I just got called <laughs> out. <laughs> And I'm like, I have to say yes. Like my pride was like, yes. But then I was like, and you know, earlier you said like, you ended up choosing it. Like you did it for you. Yeah. And initially I was like, well, I have to say, I have to say yes to this opportunity. But then when I walked into that room and Anna, I looked at that ice bath and I was like, no way, no way am I getting into that. And Anna was so good. And she walked me through the process and it, it was, it ended up being a choice. Like this is a choice for me. And, and that's what we, when we work with our clients, like it has to be a choice for you, for what you want, for how you want to feel, because if you're just doing it because it checks off a box, because it's going to make someone else happy, it's definitely not going to stick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, well, I, I have had, I say autoimmune, but it's, it's inflammation, right? I don't have any diagnoses. No, I, nothing comes up on 
the tests that tell me that I, I have this, that, or other condition, but I have a lot of symptoms um, that are related with inflammation. And so I'm extremely intrigued and I'm, I'm very scared. I heard you talking on your most recent podcast about scared of what is on the freaking other side, because yeah. I know some, something big probably awaits for me. And then, you know, how you were talking about giving up the excuses, like, oh, shoot, I work on Fridays. And like, I'm, my brain is processing through like, this isn't the right time. And, you know, how could I keep this up and all the expense? And so, you know, talk to, talk to us uh, if we're having resistance about like, yeah, we want to try, but then the flood of all the thoughts come in that we might hold us back from what could be a very life-changing opportunity. Well, first and foremost, we are in charge of our story. Whatever narrative we share, that's up to us. If I'm driving down the road and I get cut off, I say, oh, that rude person, they just, they just weren't even worried about me. They were just worried about themselves. Or I could tell myself, oh, wow, maybe, maybe they're just learning to drive. And oh, I've, I've done that too. My gosh, I hope they're, I'm glad everyone's okay. So I'm in charge of my narrative. Whether I tell myself I can or whether I tell myself I can't, I'm right. And for me, ladies, I grew up in Florida. I lived in Hawaii. I don't care how hot it is in Arizona. Phoenix summers are still my favorite time of year. I love the heat still. And I still, like I said, stand in front of that ice bath and question my existence. I don't have to do this. It's so uncomfortable. What really is in it for me? This can't possibly help me. It's already done everything it can to help me. Like I'm cured now, right? I don't need to do this. And I can stand there. I can stand there in all these stories that I'm up in my head about and give myself all the reasons why this is not for me. Or I can take a deep breath, realize that this is cold water. How much energy am I going to put into fighting against cold water? Try it once and then decide for myself afterwards, is this for me? What keeps you from trying it? It's cold water. Yeah, it's freezing. It's 33. If you're here at Morosco <laughs> Forge, it's 33 degrees. It's your first ice bath ever. Yes, you're going in up to the neck. Yes, you're staying two minutes. Yes, it's going to be fine. And then when you get on the other side mm -hmm. and you want to tell me on the other side, you don't ever want to do that again. That wasn't for you. By all means, I invite you to try. In the thousands of plunges that I have guided, only two people have ever told me they would never do it again and that they still loved it. There's not a person, they say that there are contraindications. So like, really, if you have a pacemaker, I'm not going to put you in, a, in, in an ice bath if you have a pacemaker. Yeah. I don't know enough about pacemakers. To me, it seems sketch. You can't go near a microwave, maybe just avoid electronics. I don't know. So if you have a pacemaker, probably a contraindication. Mm -hmm. I have heard that um, pregnancy is a contraindication. I can imagine in the first trimester, you may not want to shock the body or shock the system. This yeah. is not as much of a shock as you think it is, though. I mean, it's cold water. Once we can understand that this physical sensation we feel is cold water, this is what cold feels like, our brain has somewhere to put it. And what is it in your life that you wouldn't risk health, happiness, healing for two minutes of discomfort? Mm -hmm. 
if oh, you, Lord. if I were to stand in front of you and say, I have this package for you, this package, this package contains your health, your happiness, your healing, all of the things that you want to bring into your life. It's in this package. It's on the other side of two minutes in cold water. Would you do it? Oh, that's powerful. That's a good offer. Two minutes. Show up, yeah. sit down, breathe, instant results instant gratification, immediate change. There is nothing in our lives that gives us that powerful of an experience and of a change in our bodies, in our brains. It changes the way you think. While you're sitting in the ice bath, experiencing that hyperventilated fight or flight that only lasts 30 to 45 seconds, then that norepinephrine and dopamine come in you're smoothing over hardwired behavioral patterns of trauma in the brain. You're creating tens of thousands of new ones from a place of meditative calm while producing feel-good chemicals. This practice didn't just heal me of autoimmune. This practice taught me how to cope. This practice is teaching me, is still teaching me emotional resilience. This practice is teaching me how to manage stress within my body and within my life. I still hesitate. I still create excuses why I shouldn't do this. And I still do it. It's yeah. uncomfortable. And yeah. on the other side, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, your brain, your brain wants to keep you safe and comfortable. And it your looks brain- at that ice is like that ice is not comfortable. So brainy poo is like, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. yeah. And then what's wild is after you do it once your brain, every time you look at an ice bath is like, get in, get in, you know, you want to get in. Yeah. That's why I say we create instant ice addicts because you might walk into that room thinking I'll do this once, never again, you're going to get me to do this once and then I'll be done. And then you get on the other side and you're like, eh, darn it. I'm going to do it again. And that's totally how I feel. <laughs> And here's the other thing about the ice too. It's a minimum effective dose. So we're human. We think, all right, two minutes is great. 10 minutes must be freaking fantastic. No, no minimum effective dose. Get to your two, maybe three, four or five. Get the heck out. You're done. You did it. Good job. I like it. It collaborates so well with what we teach in our coaching about, you know, I mean, of course, moving the body and being physical therapists, like, Hey, moving your body is part of life. It's, it's how you live in this world. And so we are advocates for moving your body and lots of stories around like, well, I have to move my body this many minutes and this many times, you know, a week. And so, you know, it, there is, there, there isn't, you don't have to have more is not better right? And even five or 10 minutes at a time can change you physically, physiologically, biochemically. And so it sounds like the the ice is very similar, like you said, the the minimum effective dose. And so, hey, somebody, everybody's got time for two minutes, right? Two minutes. Everybody has time for two minutes. And that brings me to another good point and that's access. So here we are in Phoenix, Arizona, even in the winter time, you're not getting cold showers. There's no such thing as cold bath out here. And so access can be a challenge. If you're anywhere in nature that you can get below 55 degree water, number one, bring a friend. If you're plunging in nature, always, always, always bring a friend, make sure somebody knows where you are and what you're doing. Those that's like hands down, most important thing. Second thing, 
plunge in nature, walk in, sit down, feel those minerals, love it. But if y'all live in Phoenix or Texas or Florida or Dubai, and you don't have cold water coming out of the tap, or you don't have cold water in your rivers and streams, we don't all have to do an ice bath. If you've got a bathtub, get 150 to 200 pounds and fill your tub. It's real cute when I see people do 40 to 60 pounds in a bathtub and call it an ice bath. No, you got to be 150 <laughs> to 200 pounds of ice to get to those freezing temperatures in that size of a body of water. Some wow. people don't even have bathtubs. Some people live in tiny apartments, New York and Miami. Get a large bowl of water the, or the largest bowl that you have. Fill it to the brim with ice, then add water. Dunk your face three to five times. Dunk your hands three to five times. Dunk your feet three to five times. Start with the face. So you're not putting foot water on your face. And yeah, understand right. that this is an actual <laughs> tool you can use to stop an emotionally dysregulated state, to change your frame of mind. So if you're in a depressive state, a sad state, an anxious state, this can put a hard stop to that. In a panic state, a PTSD tremor, a flashback, this can put a hard stop to that. So any amount of cold is a good amount of cold. If you are uncomfortable, you're doing the work. So if you yeah. need a quick fix, get that large bowl, fill it with ice, add water. So there Love are different it. ways and different levels that we can gain our access to this practice. So if you tell me you don't have access, I will tell you where is your largest bowl. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Right? Tracy and I were talking about, okay, we got to make sure that we talk about like, I mean, not everyone has access to the forge that's here in, in Phoenix. And so what would that look like? So thanks for sharing that with us. Tell us yeah. about if we, if we did have access, cause Tracy did have access and had an experience, tell our listeners more about what that looks like here in Phoenix. So you do have access in Phoenix, but you also have access throughout the world. We have this great page on our website, marotskaforge.com. And the page is called find a forge. So oh, you okay. can find a Marotsko forge ice bath hopefully near you. I mean, we're working on getting them in all major cities, you guys. Right now, we are on several continents. So you can find us in a lot of places. So any commercial facility that offers this ice bath, you will currently find on our Find a Forge page. So that's a great way to get started. You can also reach out to me. I will connect you to your local Morotsko Method certified guide. I have certified guides all over the world. Some of them have their own Morotsko Forge ice bath. Others just fill a bunch of ice in tubs. Um, there's this woman out of Toronto. Her name is Jillian. She's amazing. Uh, Instagram is for underscore the underscore love underscore of underscore ice bath. So it's for the love of ice bath with like a pile of underscores. Yeah. Um, and she's got a whole studio where she just has tubs that she fills with ice, but she teaches with the Marotsko method. So if you're new to this practice, the best possible advice I can give you is do your first ice bath with a guide, do it with a Marotsko method certified guide, because they will be there to guide you every step of the way they will take, they will paint the picture. They will share the experience. They will make sure that you are safe and that you have everything you need to get through this process, to feel your own empowerment in this process. If you happen to be in a corner of the world that does not have a Marotsko method guide, I do have deliberate cold exposure meditations on YouTube. And I have had people tell me that they've never taken an ice bath in their entire lives, 
they order a Morozko Forge, because yes, these crazy people are out there. They want to take their first ice bath <laughs> at freezing temperatures. So it's like 33 degrees. They turn on my meditation and they can do it. Awesome. I do also offer virtual sessions. So if you want to okay. book me virtually, you can also reach out to me at info at morotzcoforge.com or DM me on Instagram at Adrian underscore Jezik. You can reach out to me to coordinate. We will do it over Zoom or FaceTime. I did a session with a woman last week and she's actually at a facility that has a Morotzko Forge, but nobody does the guiding the way that I do. So she booked her cold okay. session at this place. And then she booked her session with me and I walked her through the experience. Now she feels empowered to do it on her own. So I don't want clients for life. If you book a session with me, I don't want you for life. We'll do max 10 sessions together. But by the end of that 10th session, you, you're going to be strong enough to do this practice on your own. I'm here to teach you the tools to make this your own practice, as is every other Morotsko Method guide. We're here to walk you through it. To, make, to familiarize you, to teach you, and then empower you to do this on your own. So there are different ways that you can access a forge, the cold, a guide, even me, to help you through this process. You are not alone. I love that. I don't think that I could have done it without a guide the first time. I think now that I've experienced it, and that's good to know that you've got that on YouTube because... Um, to do it on my own. I think it's going to take a little bit, but if Tracy, I, I would have just had that little, in front of me, there's no way. Will you talk Can you a not hear me? about your, yeah. Will you talk okay. about your experience with Anna? What that was like for you? She's one it, of my top hilarious. guys. She took my first ever <laughs> workshop. She was the most amazing human being from the second I walked in the door. I just felt so like calm and comfortable with her, but she took me in that room and I saw out of the corner of my eye, I saw that bath and I went into immediate like panic mode of there's no way. Um, but she, you know, she walked me through the process and it's so funny because like, you're, you're saying some of this stuff that you do. And I'm like, I think we did that. Like some of yeah. it, I feel like I almost, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what happened, but I know that she, she made me like focus on a word. And I think I picked the word strong or something. I don't even know. Um, and, and I remember her saying like, I'm going to walk you through this meditative state. And when we're done, you're just going to get in. And I, she said that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to get in. Like, sure. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm picturing my, my, my Arizona native girl, like shivering to death. Um, but she's right. Like she, she, you know, what she made me do is she made me really focus on looking at her and I'm not good at eye contact and focusing and the breath. It's not my forte. And she got me in a zone. And when she said, step in and just step in and sink down to your neck, I did it. And I do remember like having this panic moment of there's no way I can't do this. And my breath went completely out of whack. Um, but she, without her, I couldn't, I would have gotten out without her. And she walked me through it. And when she said that, those words that you said, like, this is what cold feels like. I thought I've never experienced cold. I'm an yeah. Arizona girl. I've never experienced cold. Like cold to me is 60 degrees. Okay. Yep. I don't know what it feels like. And 
it, that was so powerful to me. And, and then she did, she, yeah, the two minutes, I don't know, she made me focus and she made me breathe. And I think eventually I did calm my breath um, because she did take a picture of me looking very calm. And I don't know how she got a very calm picture of me. Because 30 to 45 um, seconds in, you get that yes. surge of dopamine and norepinephrine. Yeah. When she, like, she showed me the picture and I was like, wow, I kind of look relaxed in this. And she's like, you did. Um, and then she did offer me the chance to go under after the two minutes, she said, if you want to go under, go under. And I thought, you know, I'm here. Why not go under? And I did go under and I stepped out and it's funny because (laughs) yeah, um, I, I, I can't even, and then I got out thinking what the heck just happened. Um, and she, she got me calm again and I shivered. It was funny because I was shivering, but I didn't feel cold. It was just this shiver response. And then once I stopped shivering, she sat me down and I said to her, I was like, I feel so emotional right now. And I ended up, I honestly, I ended up crying and I had a little meltdown and I ended up talking to Jess later that day. And I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I'm like an emotional meltdown, but in a good way. Like I felt this release of so much stuff and the, the bad energy that I've and stress that I've been holding on. And, and I said to, I said to Anna, I said, I, I left my alcoholic husband and I homeschooled my kids the next day. And she, and she just gave me this look like, no wonder you're freaking emotional. Like you've just been plowing through and you've yeah. just been going through the motions. And, and just knows this, like, I have not had the ability to cry. Like, yeah. you know, when you want to cry, you know that a good cry, but it's just like, man, it won't come out. And so that was, uh, that surprised me. I did not expect anything like that, but I also felt like jiggity jack, like jazzed the rest of the day that I was like, I could, I felt so empowered. Like you said, like, I felt like I could, I could do anything like yeah. this was, and I, I ended up messaging Tom too. I was like, that was like more mentally and physically challenging than any marathon that I've done any child and labor delivery experiences. Like it was a unique experience that I felt so challenged yet so good all at the same time. It was fascinating. Yeah. And sometimes we have that emotional experience for one, the water tends to wash us clean. Like it's like baptism by ice. And again, when you're producing all those feel good chemicals, sometimes you've created just enough safety in the brain and in the body that you can release you realize, all right, there are other hard things out there that I don't have to hold on to anymore. Mm-hmm. And especially when you do something as hard as taking an ice bath, you realize that everything you've done up until that point was leading you to this experience. And so you get to let it all go. Anything that happened before you stepped into that water, that was the before times. And mm-hmm. who you become after an ice bath, it's just different. It's just different. And water is. is different than air. So I have people are like, oh, I grew up in Wisconsin or Chicago and I'm used to the cold. I'm used to the snow. Cold air affects the surface of the skin. Cold water penetrates. Cold water is like yeah. cold concentrate. Cold air in these cryotherapy chambers where they make you wear booties and mittens and earmuffs and cover up all your bits. That's cute. It's, <laughs> it's cute. Cold <laughs> water 
that's concentrate. Yeah. Wow. I feel like we could just keep going on and on. There's so many facets that have come up in our, our conversation. I feel like we've just scratched the we'll, surface. We'll do but, a part two when your audience has had a chance to ask some questions. Yeah. And, yes. and I love the fact that you're trusting us to help you get your, your message out to the masses about sharing the benefits of, of healing by way of cold exposure. Um, I feel like I've learned a ton today. Um, and, and I know that our listeners, uh, will have too. I'm sure people are just like, their jaws are probably just open. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I could, but you yeah. know, you, like you said, you're, you're brought to a time and a place and you know, when you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we can, we can talk ourselves in or out of anything we've ever wanted to do. Yeah. We are capable yeah. of anything we have ever wanted to do. And, um, there's support. There's support in that. I also host a monthly women in ice call where it's women only. And we all hop on the call together to experience the difference of what women go through in the cold and, you know, the different information out there about women in the cold versus men. Um, our experience is different. What we go through is different. So I host a monthly women in ice call. I also host a regular deliberate cold exposure call. So for anyone in this practice, whether you're new, whether you're experienced, no matter where you're located, where you are in your healing journey, I host a regular, I just call it a DCE call. It's deliberate cold exposure. It's an hour. You get to come and learn about a basic topic related to the ice. Like this week, we're going to be talking about brown fat and how that relates. And then oh. there's a little Q and A and each one has a topic and each one um, has a Q&A and people come with their own experiences and part of it is building this community because we're getting stronger those of us who are choosing paths of natural healing we don't have the same avenues to share this with people and that's why I said like you're making my dreams come true by inviting me on your podcast by sharing this with the masses, by trying to find every crook and corner that I can get into to share these healing benefits, that's the goal. And so everything that I do is centered around building and growing our community and introducing people to this healing modality. So thank you both. Oh man, Love our it. pleasure. Yeah. I'm so jazzed. We're going to get Jess into the cold. Yep. Yes, we yep. are. It's, it's, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to so do it. Ladies, schedule a session with me. It'd be great. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to. So do we have, um, did you drop like where people can get a hold of you or get more info? Would you drop yes. that again before we close out? I will. I will. So a few different places. You can keep an eye on the website. It's on, it's, you know, it's a work in progress is what I'm going to say right there. It's better on a desktop than a mobile right now, but www.morotzkoforge.com, M-O-R-O-Z-K-O-F-O-R-G-E. You can also find us in any upcoming events, conferences, anything that we're doing, you can find on our Instagram. That's really the best place at Marotsko Forge. You can also come to me personally, uh, Adrian underscore Jezik, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E-J-E-Z-I-C-K. I am, I am happy to book a discovery call with literally anyone who has any questions about this practice. I invite you to reach out to me. Like first step, reach out. Let's just have awesome. a conversation. Uh, you can also email us at info at And you can listen 
to other people's healing journeys through the cold, multiple sclerosis, uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, cancer. I have a podcast called The Morozko Method. And you can hear the stories of people who have healed their bodies through cold exposure. Amazing. Amazing. So awesome. we'll oh link, my gosh. I'm we'll so link excited. all that in the show notes. Yeah. We're going to link all that so that people can get connected to you. But seriously, thank you so much for bringing yeah. this just another aspect of our health that we can serve our clients with and serve our people with. So, so exciting. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you. All right. Well, awesome. yeah. Thanks for taking right. time out yeah. during your hair appointment to talk to us. Heck yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Awesome. awesome. Thank you, Adrian, right. so much. All right. Have Thank a rest, good rest of the day. Bye. Right. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on another episode of Limitless Health. Our hearts are to provide you with realistic, relevant, and simplistic solutions for sustainable success in honoring your body and health. Even when your schedule's packed and life feels crazy, our desire is to shift your belief towards the possibility of your limitless health whatever that looks like in any season. But what really gets us excited is connecting in real life and learning how we can support your unique health journey. So head on over to our Facebook community, Hardwired for Health, where we will continue the conversation online. And of course, we would be so grateful if you tagged us on social media, wrote a review, or shared this with a friend. Here's to you discovering your limitless health.